with a great cup of coffee. It's back. Learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. This is the motto of the FFA. Let's help them celebrate National FFA Week, February 19th through the 25th. Learn more about FFA from the center pullout section of the February 20th Country Bounty. This year's FFA pullout is proudly sponsored by Heartland Kubota, First Federal Bank and Trust, True Built Builders, Waring Chevrolet, ERA Carroll Realty, Handos, C&B Operations, John Deere, and Range. You don't want to miss the Shared Kiwanis 62nd Annual Stars of Tomorrow competition, Saturday, February 17th at 7 p.m. at the Wyo Theater. Shannon County students in grades K through 12 will be competing in a variety of acts in three divisions and showcasing some amazing talents. Tickets will be purchased online or at the Wyo box office with online streaming options available. We would like to thank our sponsors, First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media. Get your tickets today. Shop, donate, volunteer. Ahoy there, mateys. It's Arnold the Pirate speaking to you from the ReStore, where we've been slashing prices of furniture, appliances, cabinets, and items for your yard. We have the best deals on the seven seas, and when you spend your doubloons here, the proceeds go to building homes right here in Sheridan County. So come see us today, the ReStore, 44 Fort Road. Um, what's a pirate's favorite letter? No, it's not the R, it's the C. <laughs> This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning I am joined by Sage Community Arts Executive Director, Jill Benson. Good morning, Jill, and welcome back. Good morning, Floyd. It's always good seeing you. It's so good to see you, especially on this snowy little morning. It showed up. <laughs> it she, did. she finally showed up. You know, uh, a lot of the individuals that I've been talking to about, uh, you know, water concerns and things like that, mm-hmm. they've been telling me, Floyd, it's going to show up. It's going to show up closer towards spring, and here we are halfway through February. And she decided to arrive. We'll see how long it sticks around. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We don't know if it's going to stick or not, but uh, at least we we know we got some up on the mountain and that concern. So good. Uh, yes, <laughs> which is very, very needed. How have things been down at Sage past few weeks? They've been really lovely down at Sage. We're kicking off such a great 2024 year, which is still so fun to say. I don't know. It's I know, right? Like, oh, there we it's go. It's got a ring to it. It does. It really does. <laughs> um, we've been... Just have a really nice, steady bit of traffic coming in. We had a great reception for our latest show, the photography show, View Through the Lens. It was, um, you know, I love that we're getting some winter weather, but we had such nice weather during that week. We had a lot of our artists able to make it in from Colorado, Montana. Oh, wow. It was really cool. And it just shows the, the larger community of the arts and, um, Brittany was gave such an amazing talk about how she pulled the show together and then why each piece got the ribbons that they did and the artists that were there got to talk to her. They're like, we don't usually get this sort of feedback or connection with the juror and other shows. And this, this meant so much to us. Thank you so much. And that we could offer something like that and make it a little unique compared to, you know, we are, I'd love to say, you know, we're this 
big giant thriving art gallery and we try to elevate ourselves to that level but really you know we are in Sheridan Wyoming and so we're doing what we can but by being smaller we can have these more intimate connections yeah. that are so important to the artists they all felt like I learned something I grew I, I now know how to develop into the next iteration we even had some of the artists who had submitted to the show that didn't make it in come to talk to her and like we just would love to know you know what can we improve on what can we do and she you know Brittany's a rock star she's like yeah let's talk about it and they're like I now understand and can do better for my next submission so that energy has just kept up and we've had great classes so far um any shuffling of dates that we've had to do have luckily not been because of low numbers but just the last time we had snow we were yeah. <laughs> like oh if there's going to be snow there's probably a class at sage no <laughs> <laughs> now I, I really do enjoy that uh, sage community arts yes. aspect of it you know I, I love um, the idea that individuals are coming to us out of state. I mean, they're making efforts to get here and and participate in these shows at at our community arts center. It's yes. it's you know really raise the bar on that as as far. But we haven't lost that interpersonal interaction exactly, either, which is very special in in the art world. Oh, it's so important, and it's uh, it's. Ex- very much what I've wanted to live into. And I know Rachel, my gallery manager, she feels the same way that we just, the community aspect, it not only speaks to what we want to bring as an organization now, but what Sage has been. Yeah, It started back in the forties as the Sheridan Artist Guild. And um, through this month is where we're going to start launching it, but we'll start having um, kind of the, get to know Sage or learn about Sage historical posts. We have these amazing scrapbooks that have clippings all the way back from, I think our oldest one is 1950 or 1948. And from the newspaper about what the Sheridan Artist Guild is getting ready to do and would have little postings of when we're meeting each night or what call for arts we're having coming on. And then you can really see there's a ton in the sixties and that's really when we gained a lot of traction. Wow. But again, it shows how many community members we were interacting with, how much the community wanted to have that. And it's yeah. like, if we've been able to be functioning and around and needed vibrant and desired since then, let's keep that community going. It's, it's ingrained there. And so yeah, it's shifted over the years for we're almost 85 years old. So it's going to switch a little bit, but our core is still there that we are a community art center where we want to connect with our artists, connect with our patrons who without them, there wouldn't be the support of the art that the, artist to artist is, there's great patronage, but having the outside entity come out to help expand that is key. So we love our patrons. We love seeing the next generation come in because we're like, you're going to make it happen for the next 85 years. Yeah. And so really just feeding into that and getting to promote it and um, get the new ideas too. Of, and it's so great to see some of our older members, how they connect with the younger ones. It's like we had a couple years ago, my niece was taking a class and most of the class, she's a fourth grader. They had, they're like, oh, we could probably teach a class. We know exactly what how the teacher teaches. And she comes in, they're like, 
this was such a new and refreshing class for us because we saw her working through how to do watercolor for the first time, yeah. how to experiment. And it, it allowed us to remember, oh, right, we, we can explore. We can try something new, even though we've used this same palette years on end we can try something new again and allow ourselves to explore. Like there was such a refreshing class and I loved it. <laughs> just that, just the addition of, of a new perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I don't want to go as far as to say youth, but uh, youth qualities, you yeah. know, seeing things through brand new eyes and, exactly. and being able to say, okay, I understand that this is how it's always been done, but can I give this a shot over here? Yeah. I think that's amazing. Now, speaking of classes, what do we got coming up next? So we have uh, one of our uh, longtime and brilliant um, instructors, Jenny Worker, is going to be doing a next set of classes. And so if you're currently in her classes, this is a great carry-on from what you have been learning. But it's also anybody can step right into because it's, it's not going to... It's not like an advanced course. Right. You can carry on, but it's not... You won't have missed part one for part two. So for our advanced, intermediate to advanced, we're doing sketch to finish, getting to work from a photo, how to draft it, to getting it into your final. It's on the canvas. We've painted it. How how do we do? How do you get to that yeah. drafting to final stage? And any paint medium is welcome. Jenny is so brilliant and diverse. She can helps if you're looking watercolors or oils she can help speak to either one of those because it's more the technique of sketching middle part finish so however you're so it doesn't matter what the medium is ultimately right. that you're working with the majority of people always start with a sketch yeah and that's exactly what she's going to have them focus on on this time like how to bring from a photograph so you can do um which works great for those winter times. If you're not going to be outside painting, you can get that shot. I'm not going to stand out in the snow. I can bring that photograph into the studio and work from there. And so that's interesting. You know, I, I, my wife has her own art room mm -hmm. in the back of the place that we live. And, and every time I walk back there, you know, she's working on a couple different projects and there's all these sketches that she's got up on a yeah. pinup wall, all these different, poses and and different things that her subject is doing and, and ultimately she decides on the one right. that she will actually paint and i i guess as as someone who has only really kind of uh, painted off and on you know and just whenever the mood struck me mm -hmm. back in the day and it's been it's almost 10 years now <laughs> but i never really sketched yeah you know i just went in there and and got to going which probably explains why mine weren't ever very w good, you know. <laughs> but but she she's meticulous about it, and and now yeah. she's even evolved past that, as opposed to just paper. Now she's moved on to technology. Oh, she's yeah. got a pad now, and so she can experiment on that and have instant changes, as opposed mm -hmm. to okay, well now I got to go and erase all of this and start the whole thing over again. Yeah, it's really interesting to watch her process. Oh, you know, it's so great. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could say to watch a real artist, <laughs> you know, as opposed to me just saying, you know what, I'm just going to start painting. Now, it, uh, we've got other classes after that as well, correct? Yeah, um, and Jenny is really great because we always have kind of the advanced one, and then we have the beginner to intermediate class, and that's we try to tailor those to, and that will be 
5 to 6.30 on, starting on Tuesdays, February 27th, so that more of the community who wants to learn something can come in. Um, our advanced classes are usually two to four. Um, a lot of our retired members or those who are the full-time to part-time artists where they can have a little more fluid fluidity with their schedule. But our beginning class is intro to oil painting. And it is such a fun one because you get to, you know, oil painting is such a classic medium and one that we just absolutely adore. And she is so great to get to dive in that first day you're in the oils, figuring out what to do, getting to feel that new texture of what the oils are. And since it's a beginning oils class, we include all the supplies. Trying to set up an oil set from when you know nothing about it is highly intimidating. So we just want you to show up. We got it all for you. And even if you feel that you're not, maybe you aren't, haven't done painting for 10 years, this is the class to do it because Jenny can just enter you into that. It's like it's just feeling the medium. Maybe we'll try some still life or just try some abstract to just understand what that medium is doing for you. And um, all those both are listed on our website. And then we're trying another one partnering with the Gentel Foundation and the Nelgi Center, one of their residents will be doing a memoir writing workshop. Oh, wow. And that will be February 24th, 1 to 3, and it's free to everyone. So oh, that is amazing. That's really nice. And I really think a lot of people in town should probably take advantage of that because I would love to know some of their stories. Yes, there's so many deep and amazing stories that this town has, and the way there's so many great storytellers also. And even if you feel you don't have quite the storyteller, uh, the resident is uh, Tree Bernstein, and she has a fabulous way of writing. So she just wants to help find that gem that you've maybe been percolating over and start to lay some groundwork with you. So, you know, bring pad and pencil or your laptop, and she will help work through what that would be. That would be amazing. You know, uh, I always was fascinated by journals uh, mm-hmm. that you know people have found and and kind of tucked away in the Wyoming rooms and all yes. of our libraries. <laughs> but we we rely on those so much. So I don't much. think people realize how much we really lean on those journals. Of oh well, she was you know just a prairie housewife, but she kept a journal, so we know what that was like. Oh yeah. And that's what, even in the scrapbooks that we see at Sage, that looking back the notes they wrote on there, like, oh, that makes so much sense now. Or like what some of this, um, when some of our other mem- older members who, um, we found them in the scrapbooks from the 70s and 80s, and they're like, I see what they're talking about, of like how it changed, what it used to be, how it grew, how it developed, and just having those historical notes from someone living that day to day is uh, it's invaluable. Absolutely. And there's, there's, uh, you know, we wouldn't know what it was like to be the Prairie housewife, but no. we could just look back and say, well, she may have used this. She may have done that. Yeah. But now we can look at it. We can see her struggles. We can see her victories yes. and, and it's, it's so valuable to, to history and, and it's valuable to, to conservation because that was a way of life. It was. And and being able to actually reflect on those is, is something that the community needs. Know where we come from. 
Now, can people request to teach a class? I'm running out of time with you. I got to let you go. I know you got another meeting. <laughs> That's good. But uh, can people can folks uh, volunteer yes, to teach one? I would love for anybody to come forward with. Um, an idea that they would love to, if they are the teacher, or if you have an idea of a class you'd like to see, we can try to also, I have a, it's actually a group I'm going to go meet with, my classes and workshop committee. We have a great network of trying to like, oh, we know someone who can do this, can do that. If you're looking for a class, or especially if you already have a class, please just email myself, director at sageart.org, or Rachel, her email's online as well. Um, we're open to any ideas and we're we have a we're very flexible we just want to have more artists teaching more artists in the community and, and it doesn't have to be like a, a a visual art it can be like writing exactly i argue the the written arts are just another subcategory of the visual arts being made to way, an english yeah. major that's <laughs> i appreciate them and so and we see a lot of crossover a lot of the written word is put into paintings and whatnot to have kind of the mixed media stuff going so um give us ideas what do you want to see what do you want to teach we'll either find another partner to help us if the facility needs to shift a little bit or we can we have had a lot of fun doing classes up in the gallery also that's probably where the work writing workshop will happen because just being up surrounded by art oh. doing art Oh, you can't beat it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's fantastic. Jill, I want to thank you so much for jumping in here oh, with me this you. morning. Braving the snow outside. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, please drive safe onto your next meeting. And it's always good to see you, my friend. Well, so good to see you. All right. When we return, we're going to speak with our friends at Sheridan Community Land Trust. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Bossholders President's Day Sale is going on now. Choose from great door busters. Recliners start at $345. Four-piece dining sets start at $695. Choose a sofa for $545 or a queen storage bed for just $495. Every piece of furniture is on sale store-wide. Choose from a huge selection of mattresses, bar stools, sectionals, and more. Every single purchase is discounted until this Monday. That's Mossholders President's Day Sale going on now. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. It's time for the annual Albert J. Goodwater FFA alumni rolling into the Barn Bash fundraiser. Saturday, February 24th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. The night includes dinner, online auction, live auction, and music by Exit 53 of Hardin, Montana. Proceeds fund local FFA scholarships and travel expenses. Sponsored by Heartland Kubota, First Federal Bank and Trust, True Built Builders, Wearing Chevrolet, ERA Carroll Realty, Handos, C&B Operations John Deere, and Range. It's time to tax like a champ with help from your local pros at H&R Block. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. 
Plus, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. Hi, this is Barb from your locally owned H&R Block office. Stop by H&R Block 1307 Coffeen or call 672-9787 to see for yourself why it's better with Block. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. See hrblock.com slash guarantees. Are you looking for a realtor to assist you in buying your dream home? Or maybe you are looking for a versatile agent to help you navigate through your listing and selling process. This is Katie Losey and I would love to be that agent for you. I have been part of several real estate transactions ranging from residential home sales, lots and land, as well as listing and selling farm and ranch properties. Please give me a call today at 307-351-3043 so I can assist you in the next chapter of your real estate journey. Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. There are some sweet deals on right now at sharedmedia.com, but bidding ends tonight on our Sweet Deals auction. Check out the Country Pet Inn, gift certificates from Doggy Day Camp, as well as a three-week training session. Donuts from Glazed and Confused. Gift certificates from the Cottonwood Kitchen and Home. Health and Beauty. Hardware. Black Diamond Detailing. We've got an adventure bike from Handos. It's all right there. Check it out. Online auction ends tonight at sharedmedia.com. Welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. For our second part this morning, I am joined by Sheridan Community Land Trust Recreation Program Manager, Jared Lorig, and Land Trust Director of Carnival Barking, Chris Verba. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning, Floyd. So so I saw Chris laughing. He sent me a, a description on, on how to say your name. Uh... It was probably wrong because I saw him laughing. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I had it here pronounced like Lowrig because it's Koenig. Uh, That's what I thought. Because it's pronounced like Lowrig, which cannot be said of Jared's truck. It's a big step up into the cab. You got a big truck, Jared? I do. I, uh, you know, I like to get up above the snow. <laughs> and usually that's needed. Uh, and I guess it's it might be needed for the next two days, but Chris, you said this weekend it's going to end up warming up again. Uh, that's what that's what my forecast says. There's uh, as we know, there's no guarantee until it happens. Uh, now, Chris, you're an avid fisherman. Have you are you an ice angler or or do you not do that? Uh, I I am an always fisher. Um, yeah, yeah, I love getting out on the ice. Yeah, I I had a great. Uh, talk with Tongue River Reservoir the other day. He said they actually did have some ice up there. You go fishing up there a lot? Um, I haven't spent too much time fishing up there. I did not get my Montana license this year. Mm. So, uh, you know, that's certainly a uh, detriment there. Um, But, you know, on Sunday, I did enjoy a beautiful day out on the ice at DeSmet. Did you? Uh, Yeah. so So there's still some good ice out there. Yes. So, you know, as always, you got to be safe in, in, you know, like this week, especially the past few days with it being cold, like decently cold, going to go a long way to make that ice out there a lot safer. But I I guess so, because I know there's a, you know, a fishing derby coming up here in a couple of weeks and hopefully conditions will be safe. Here's, here's what I experienced out there on Sunday. So for anyone who hasn't been out and is thinking maybe this weekend you'll get out. Uh, that answer is go out and try. Yeah. 
Um, but be safe. You Test know, your eyes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for me, I went uh, out on Monument Point. I still had some leftover minnows to burn from a trip to Glendo a few weeks ago. Um, and I followed on Sunday morning, I followed some other uh, paths, some footpaths out onto the ice. I made it maybe 20 yards, and you could see a pressure ridge that had recently been open, you know, with all the warm weather we had had, had the, mm-hmm. the preceding couple weeks. Um, so, um, you know, that ice was good where I was standing, but that what had been that pressure ridge had been open water pretty recently because my spud bar went through it and like two small strikes. Uh, and then I could also just put my boot through it. Yeah. Now chances are on the other side, that ice was okay. Um, I'm not a fan of taking risks out on the ice, especially because normally I'm out there alone. And in this case, I was out there alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I had about 10 foot of water, drilled a few holes and uh, brought myself back a decent Laker uh, and a decent rainbow and lost a few other ones. But you know what? Now I got a little bit of fish for my smoker. Uh, so that's going to be pretty tasty when I get around to doing that. You know, when I was a kid, I used to fish uh, ice fish a lot on the snake. And that's why I always kind of look forward to, I, it's been years since I've gone and done it myself, but I, I always look forward to seeing those guys out there every year, you know, uh, sitting in their chair and just kind of throwing that in into the hole. And I felt horrible for them this year because it's been so dang warm. Haven't really been able to get out. They're doing more shore fishing than anything else this year. So I was hoping that to hear that some ice is good enough to get out there. Just make sure that you're testing it, folks. Now, because of the warm weather, unfortunately, Chris, we had to do some cancellations. Uh, I believe it was last week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the those it, and those cancellations still stand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's not enough snow up on Red Grade to justifiably have an avalanche course. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I imagine next year. Uh, may be different, and that avalanche course is great for anyone who likes to recreate outside in the winter months. So, going to switch gears on you. Chris, tell me about the Wyoming Wildlife and Natural Resource Trust. Who are they? Uh, well, it's a, it's an organization here in the state that uh, can utilize funding for projects that help uh, with wildlife and natural resource conservation, right? So, it's an important tool uh, and funding source for projects that help keep, uh, you know, great fisheries here, great wildlife habitat, and uh, really help make uh, all those wonderful and special places of Wyoming continue to be special and wonderful. And, so uh, it, we, is it oh, kind of like a statewide organization doing what you guys do locally? Uh, no, uh, WWNRT is part of the state government, I believe. I don't have to deal with them directly, so I'm sorry if I'm no, not okay. going to have that piece of it exactly right today. I'm pretty much just a mouthpiece on this part. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, for anyone out there listening, if I if I happen to get that little piece wrong, I'm sorry. I don't don't have the tool right in front of me right now to, to give you a 100% certainty answer. Here's what I can tell you. Uh, so recently, uh, SCLT had applied for, uh, put grant proposals to the WWNRT uh, for um, a series of conservation easements. Uh, The WWNRT 
uh, runs, uh, does applications like twice a year. And so on the latest round, uh, the WWNRT awarded SCLT $1.13 million. And that money is going to help three local families uh, have conservation easements on their land. And so that's the, you know, that's the real important part here, right? So these conservation easements are going to comprise a mix of open range wetlands, They're going to protect seven miles of creeks and rivers here in Sheridan County. And among that, that includes two miles of the Tongue River and another mile of Big Goose Creek here uh, just outside of town. Uh, And importantly, it also provides year-round homes for antelope, mule deer, and of course, a myriad other, uh, you know, wildlife, plants, animals, uh, birds, you name it. You can dig around in there and there's probably also some pretty cool bugs. And, and also the open spaces that people value so much moving in here to Wyoming. How is that money used to conserve? I mean, once we get boots on the ground, is this used to develop fencing or, or pathways? Well, the, these or, are conservation easements. So this is uh, keeping the land permanently conserved. So a conservation easement uh, is at its core in agreement between a landowner and an organization like Sheridan Community Land Trust. We are a nationally accredited land trust, uh, which means we've gone through a whole lot of legwork and vetting to make sure we're not some kind of fly-by-night operation and that we're going to be able to be there to ensure the terms of the conservation easement are met. So, you know, we're essentially the ones out there helping that family make sure whoever owns that land uh, make sure that the spirit and, and the intention of the conservation is in place. So what does that mean for you as a landowner? Uh, it means, in a lot of cases, do you have agricultural land that's productive? Do you wish to keep your open space? Is your home under threat of development? You can choose to have a conservation easement and the landowner donates the future development value on that land in exchange for, in some cases, a tax deduction, uh, if it is what's called a donated conservation easement, or uh, because there are values beyond just the land itself, uh, there can be purchased conservation easements, which in this case, uh, this money from the Wild, uh, Wyoming Wildlife and Natural Resource Trust allows for the ability to purchase those easements. And that will be pooled with money from other sources in order to be able to get this done. And so at the end of the day, these properties remain agriculturally productive and open space and protect healthy rivers and creeks and safeguard that open space that we all enjoy forever. And these are permanent agreements. But at the same time, the family still owns the land, right? Absolutely. So It's th- still th- their land. And moreover, not that they just own the land, they also control the decisions that happen on that land. So you make, it, you make an agreement, and I don't want to get too in-depth on that right, because right. all of that is you know very particular to each family's need and each property's need. And that's something that our conservation director, Megan Kent, does a fantastic job of doing. And, 
as much as I would love to have her in here today, she's actually working on a pretty big conservation project. She's a busy girl. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, so in this case, she's got one that's on a particular deadline that, uh, um, we're looking forward to having it completed this afternoon. Uh, hopefully that happens and, and that it's on track too. So she's, she's work. We, we'll, uh, I'll be sending out some news in the not too distant future. About I'm looking it. forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, yeah, it's it's uh, we we'd love to share more about it. Um, so, you know, with the big picture, you know, this conservation money uh, allows, you know, working lands to stay working for the families who have them, and also provide us as people with so many benefits and. This is one of those ways that that gets done. So we have a cool other way that can get done. So, you know, like over here, and I guess this doesn't work out so well for everybody out there on the radio, but you can imagine me with my hand <laughs> gesturing on one side, and you can imagine my right hand gesturing on the other side. And, uh, and I wouldn't wish it upon you to imagine me in any other way. Um, but we also have this cool new program. We call it our Conservation Revolving Fund. And so that Conservation Revolving Fund is now available to aid families with the upfront costs of a conservation easement. So when we talk about a donated conservation easement, there are a whole series of, um, let's say, not inconsequential costs that a family would have to occur in, excuse me, to incur mm -hmm. in order to be able to conserve that land it, because you have to do surveys. You have to make sure all the rights are in order. Uh, you know, you might have water rights, you might have mineral rights, whole bunch of stuff. Right. And, and there, there's just a ton. Uh, and of course, legal fees, recording fees, and all, all the fun stuff that comes along with property. Right. Um, so those, those can add up. And they can be a significant barrier uh, for a family. So thankfully, we've had uh, an awesome community friend who has come forward and has established the money to begin this conservation revolving fund, which gives us the ability to work with up to five families at a time where SCLT can cover those upfront costs utilizing this fund so that more conservation can happen. Because as we know here in Sheridan County, this is an incredibly beautiful place. And we also know that parts of it, um, you know, are under threat in some manner, right? You know, maybe that's coming from development. Maybe that's coming from environmental factors. But at the end of the day, a conservation easement can keep a, can keep a family's working ranch working for their family. Now, Chris, I got to take a commercial break, but before I go, what do people need to do to contact you guys to get this going on their land and learn more? Uh, contact Megan. Uh, so it'd be Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N at SheridanCLT.org. You can also call us on the phone at 307-673-4702 or, of course, visit our website. That's SheridanCLT, like CommunityLandTrust.org. Fantastic. On that, we're going to have more with our Sheridan Community Land Trust right after this. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM.
shared. In light of the recent events, a memorial for fallen Sheridan Police Officer Sergeant Nevada Crinky has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust under the name of Carla or FBO of Nevada Crinky. If you'd like to honor him, this is your opportunity. Bring your donations by First Federal Bank and Trust on the corner of Illinois and Coffee Avenue, or you can mail them to First Federal Bank and Trust, P.O. Box 6007, Sheridan, Wyoming. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Bates team at Best. I just wanted to take the first second of this ad to ask, how's it going? If you haven't already been told so, I hope you have an awesome day. And if you already heard this, maybe go say have a great day to someone else. This is the attitude of our real estate team, and at the very least, it's a change of pace from what you've heard so far today. This is also part of our identity and service at Best. You don't want a salesman working for you. You want a professional, but also a person that'll look out for your best interests in real estate. If this is what you hope for from your agent, give us a call at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net today. Proudly brokered by EXP. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. This is the Captain with Captain Clean. Have your dryer vents been cleaned recently? As a leading cause of home fires, Captain Clean recommends dryer vent cleaning every six months. Our specialized equipment allows us to reach every inch of your dryer vent to ensure peace of mind. Call Captain Clean today at 672-0726 and sign up for our fire protection plan where we pre-schedule the dryer vent cleanings for you so you never forget. Call Captain Clean, affordable choices for healthy living. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Have you noticed all the new Hondas on our lot? I have. Looks like you have one of everything. We do, and there are plenty of reasons to buy a new Honda. For qualified buyers, every SUV from the HRV to the Pilot is 4.9% financing for 60 months. Civic and Accord are 2.9% for 36 months, and we have a couple of 23 Ridgelines left at 0.9% for 36 months. Great deals. And these all come with complimentary oil changes for the first two years or 24,000 miles. Shop for your new Honda at Sheridan Honda today. The SheridanMedia.com online auction ends tonight, and you can still get many items at 50% of retail value. Save over $1,000 on a slide-in gas range. Brand new. Bid $13 on $25 certificates to the Burger Wagon. Windshield chip repair from Novus Autoglass, $29. 10 ski lift tickets to Red Lodge Mountain. Plenty of snow, too. Don't wait. Sweet deals online auction ends tonight at sharedamedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For our second part this morning, I am joined by Sheridan Community Land Trust Recreation Program Manager, Jared Koenig. 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 Okay, I will get that, my friend. Koenig. And Land Trust Director of Marketing and Development, Chris Verba, who loves to send me alternate ways to say individuals' names. Helpful ways. (laughs) If that's what we want to say. All right. So we we do have some pretty exciting news coming up on Discovery Sessions. I was looking into this 
uh, Jared, I've gone into, I think, one big cave in my life. And it was about a quarter mile into the earth. I had everybody turn off their their lights because I wanted to know what real darkness is. And holy jeez, this was dark. This is right outside of Idaho Falls. Tell me about the intro to caving discovery session. This sounds fun. All right. So the intro to caving is focused around the Tongue River Cave. It's one of the most popular caves that we have in our area, and it's a wonderful Sheridan County asset. Uh, in the past, it's been a little bit abused with uh, some some graffiti that's happened up outside of the cave and inside of the cave, and a lot of great community members from around the area and outside the area have helped clean it up over the you know over the years. But uh, we're going to be talking about the cave and and the formation of the cave, the history of the cave, history of people interacting with the cave, and then how you can safely interact with the cave moving forward without damaging the cave, damaging any natural resources that, you know, it's, it's an asset to all of us, and not damaging any of the habitat that any of those wildlife, you know, creatures that live there call home. Now, how big is this cave, Jared? I, I've never actually been up to that cave. Uh, and for those who haven't, what does this thing look like on the inside? Well, so the Tongue River Cave is, uh, and uh, forgive me if I get this a little bit wrong, but I think it's just over a mile long map oh, wow. right now. And uh, there's a creek in there. And the creek is water that comes from the Little Tongue River Cave on the other side of the highway over by Steamboat Point. And that Little Tongue River is a sinking creek. And that water flows, takes over 36 hours for it to sink into the ground over there on the other side of the uh, steamboat and then go all the way underground to get into Tongue River Cave and then it spills back out into uh, into the regular Tongue River just a little bit downstream there. But uh, it's got a waterfall in there in the creek and then there's some amazing mineral formations. Uh, this is a cave that's been naturally carved out by water but some of that additional water features in there have uh, deposited some minerals in some beautiful beautiful mineral formations, which unfortunately have been damaged in the past. And so part of what we're going to be talking about is ways that you can keep the cave in a natural, orderly, wonderful environment and available for others to enjoy. Now, are there, are there tight spots in this cave or is the majority of this pretty, pretty wide open? Well, uh, you're going to have a mixed bag in Tongue River Cave. You can go in through the entrance and you're looking at about a two foot by two foot crawl through a gate to get into the cave actually and then from there you're going to have some smaller squeezes uh, you're going to have spots where you have to get on your belly and do an army crawl through a wind tunnel it's a wind tunnel we call it a wind tunnel because there's a lot of air movement going through there and then uh, there's spots where the, f the ceiling is only about 18 to 20 inches uh, high and uh, you're looking at a cav you know cavity that's about at 12 to 14 feet wide and it's and it's a crawl that's about uh, 40 50 60 feet long so uh, if claustrophobia is something that you struggle with you're not going to want to enter the tongue river cave my goodness uh on my caving experience we did have only i think two of these very tight squeeze uh areas and and they weren't as long as 40 to 50 feet. I mean, they were just kind of a, almost like jumping a fence in a way, you know, like a crack in the earth. But it opened up to what they called the ballroom. 
this humongous cavern that you could have stood a semi up in with its trailer. It was absolutely just amazing. How big are some of the caverns in Tongue River? Well, uh, a lot of the main chambers that you'll be walking through, through the uh, the main entrance, they're tall enough to stand up in, and you can't even touch the ceiling at some points. And then some spots, you know, you're walking through it, uh, you're stooping down to get through it. Uh, there is an area that's called the Boulder Room, and that area is where, in the past, where the water had eroded through there, it has dislodged a lot of boulders from the ceiling and the walls, and it's a big cavern with big, huge boulders the size of cars just piled up at the bottom. And to get to the bottom, you have to scramble down all of these big boulders. Oh, man. Jared, when's this, when's this discovery session going to be taking place, my friend? All right. So the classroom session is on Wednesday, March 6th, and that's at 6 o'clock to 7.30. And so the classroom session, we're going to be doing a lot of learning um, we're going to also learn about decontamination because uh, to also help the wildlife in there, we have to decontaminate when we come out. And Essentially, that's a fancy word for making sure you clean everything that you took in there, uh, and you have to do uh, you know good, proper job and follow procedures. And so uh, that's the, the classroom session. And then we are going to be going out on the 9th, the Saturday the 9th, for an excursion into the Tongue River Cave. And then the following Saturday... On the 16th, we're going to be going into another excursion into the cave. And to, to go on these excursions into the cave, you'll need to go to the classroom session with us first. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, that's only fair to go in there and learn how to decontaminate yourself before you head in. What gear should I consider taking with me? Well, uh, the number one piece of equipment that you need in a cave is a light source. And, uh, you know, as you said before, it is dark. Wow, it is dark in there. True darkness, I'm here to tell you. And so when you go into a cave, it's always great. You have a good, good, durable primary light source, and then you have backup batteries for that light source, and then you have a backup light source just in case that one fails. And then I always like to take a secondary backup just in case my backup fails as well and then i take gobs of extra batteries just in <laughs> case uh you know I'm, I'm a bit of a paranoid person no, when it comes uh, yeah, i'd be with you my friend <laughs> I've, I've heard too many stories of people going in there unequipped um in, in other caves unequipped and uh so yep light sources is one of your primary tools and that's how you're going to get out getting out is one of the biggest things once you get into a cave so uh a uh, pair of overalls is a really great piece of equipment to have. Uh, that way you can keep your, cleaves cl- your, cl- your, cl- your clothes clean. <laughs> there you wow. go. Yeah, that was a mouthful. Easy for you to say, Jared. <laughs> hey, wow. So overalls to keep your clothes clean. That way you can get decontaminated quickly and easy once you get out. Uh, a good durable set of shoes. Uh, some gloves. Some PVC lined gloves are really great for, uh, you know, getting some good grip on those rocks. It is very humid in the cave in spots, and so uh, you want to uh, you know, get over those rocks easily and be able to grip them. Sometimes. I was going to say it might be a little slick in there. Yeah, it is because of the you know because of the creek. It is very humid in the cave year-round. It stays about 55 degrees in the cave year-round. Uh, I was up there a couple weeks ago when it was a little bit chillier than it is right now. It was about 30 below out, and we hiked up to the cave, and because there's air coming out of the cave all the time and it's very very humid there's these big billows of steam coming out of the cave entrance when it gets that cold and all of the trees and the bushes right above it were covered in this hoarfrost and they were just 
moving around because of the currents of warm wow. air. What a fantastic thing to see. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place, and it's a wonderful community asset. And, uh, you know, moving forward, the community, we just need to make sure we take better care of it. I remember when uh, that damage was done. Uh, it was it was a dang shame, and I'm glad that so many members in the community stood up uh, and went out there to take care of their cave and get that cleaned up as best as we possibly could. Now, this is this discover this all discovery sessions are free, right? Absolutely, this discovery session is free. the The classroom session is free, as well as our excursions into the cave. Um, they are being led by volunteers. Uh, and some assistance from the Sheridan Community Land Trust, but from volunteers from the Bighorn Mountains Grotto. That's a cave club, essentially, if uh, the word grotto is a little foreign to you. So the Bighorn Mountains Grotto is volunteering some time to help out leading these expeditions in the classroom, uh, the classroom time as well. And when it comes to joining or, or wanting to go into caving, folks, this is probably your best introduction that you're going to find. Uh, knowing... Uh, that this could open up a whole new, uh, I don't know, activity or recreation for people. We got a lot of caves here in, in Wyoming. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I went hiking when it was 30 below, and I went inside where it was 55 degrees. And I, essentially, hiking is, or caving is a bit like hiking underground. It was a lot like a hike. I sent a T-shirt and whatnot in there for a good chunk of it. You know, it's it's very peaceful. It's a wonderful way to get out of the cold if you're wanting to do some wintertime activity. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Now, I, I, I've only got about two minutes left, Chris. Um, matter of fact, he just gave me the two-minute sign. You guys sold out the Wyo. I, I just want to point that out and, and talk to you about that real fast. What yeah. sold that out? Amazing support from people in our community, man. We sold out, but uh, we aren't going to sell out, you know? It was a fantastic time. Uh, yeah, 479 tickets sold That's to that. Amazing. So every every seat uh, sold. So it, it was absolutely fantastic, and we had a uh, great time there. Uh, it was awesome having the fly shop of the Bighorns uh, invite SCLT to be a part of it. Uh, you know, we had some great raffle items from our community, and that really seemed to help drive uh, folks to being able to come out and support. Man, I, like there were walk walk ups were turned away. That was something. We never thought it would happen. So yeah. uh, absolutely just a fantastic uh, evening and experience for everyone. So uh, if you came, thank you so much, everybody. It was a fantastic time. Uh, and uh, if you weren't able to make it, you know, hopefully you put it on your calendar next year. It'll certainly be coming back sometime next winter. All right. Well, Chris, Jared, thank you both so much for jumping in here. Um, uh, I've, I've got to go. I, I'm, I'm out of time, my friend. Sign up for all of our activities on Sheridan CLT, like communitylandtrust.org. There we go. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. In light of the recent events, a memorial for fallen Sheridan Police Officer Sergeant Nevada Crinky has been established at First Federal Bank and Trust under the name of Carla or FBO of Nevada Crinky. If you'd like to honor him, this is your opportunity. 
Bring your donations by First Federal Bank and Trust on the corner of Illinois and Coffee Avenue, or you can mail them to First Federal Bank and Trust, P.O. Box 6007, Sheridan, Wyoming. Brace yourself for some unbelievable financing news from wearing Sheridan Chevrolet. 2.9% financing for up to 72 months on new 2023 and 24 Chevy half-ton Silverados with approved credit from GM Financial. From LTs to Trail Boss up to High Country, Waring's has 16 Silverados on the lot that qualify now. Don't miss out on your chance to experience the Waring way of buying a vehicle. WaringSheridan.com Wake up and smell the coffee lovers. McDonald's in Sheridan Buffalo and Gillette are bringing Back the McCafe menu magic. Delightful espresso drinks and coffees. Whether you crave the warmth of a hot cappuccino or caramel cappuccino, mochas, lattes, iced coffees, and more, you can order your McCafe coffee right from the McDonald's app using mobile order and pay for a quick pickup. Your mornings just got a whole lot better with McDonald's McCafe because, hey, good day start with a great cup of coffee. It's back. Enjoy an interactive evening of roaresome fun for the whole family as Dinosaur World Live takes to the Wyo Theater stage Friday, February 23rd. Dinosaur World Live helps discover the prehistoric world of dinosaurs through masterful puppetry with special guests including Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops, Giraffe Titan, and others. Dinosaur World Live at the Wyo Theater, 6.30 p.m. Friday, February 23rd. Get your tickets now at the Wyo Box Office or online at wyotheater.com. Great news. The oil change special at Midas has gone over so well it's been extended through the end of February. Buy one oil change, get a second one free to use by March. A perfect deal to share with a family member. With the oil change, Midas gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any problems. If you need further repairs, you can save 50 bucks off a purchase of 400 or more with a new Midas credit card application plus six months, 0% interest. Keeping you safely on the road while saving you money. Midas Tire and Auto and Sheridan. Learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. This is the motto of the FFA. Let's help them celebrate National FFA Week, February 19th through the 25th. Learn more about FFA from the center pullout section of the February 20th Country Bounty. This year's FFA pullout is proudly sponsored by Heartland Kubota, First Federal Bank and Trust, True Built Builders, Waring Chevrolet, ERA Care Realty, Handos, C&B Operations, John Deere, and Range. Sean Hannity, weekdays at 1 on News Talk 930 and 103.9 FM. K-O-